Hey, y'all. It's Felix again, and I'm sick as shit. (laughs) Age 29, occupation, pre-registration specialist for radiology business office for a hospital. Let's see. Last time we did uh, summer vacation ideas, right, and stuff coming up. Yes. So why don't we do a 180 dream winter vacation spot good because it's hot as hell right now yeah and that would be really refreshing to think about since i can have my ac on while recording uh always wanted to go to iceland i've always wanted to go to iceland have you ever seen secret life of walter mitty i've read the short story but i've never seen the movie you really should watch it and if you would want to watch it with me i i i would totally would because that believe it or not is probably my favorite movie of all time seriously definitely I like want... over mars needs moms what <laughs> what is that you no know that movie that came out about mars and how they needed moms at one time no i don't anyway mm. uh yeah no I've, I've watched that movie probably not Mar- mars needs moms with well, the secret life of walter mitty probably over like a hundred times i used to just watch it to fall asleep and stuff because soundtracks and photography and all, like all the like the scenic views like just really really cool but as for my favorite thing my favorite zoo exhibit is the red panda exhibit because cool. the one in, that's a good one yeah because they're really cute yeah and they look kind of like foxes don't they yeah but like cuter because they're, yeah, like, they're, they're like, fa- like they're furrier or fatter. So like, you know, obviously because fatter things are cuter. So yes, agreed. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Jim, 29, statistician and volunteer tutor. My dream winter vacation. I really want to see the Northern Lights. Yeah, that's a good one. As a kid, my mom would always talk about wanting to do that. And I didn't really have any interest. I I didn't get it. I thought, well, just look online to see the Northern Lights. You can look at a picture. And I was such a stupid little kid because then in my 20s, it was something that I really wanted to do. So so hopefully we can take a family vacation there and check it out. And it, I'm really, really wanting to do that. Yeah, that would be really good because I don't think like pictures really do it justice. No, like it looks cool. You see all the desktop backgrounds and screensavers and stuff, but just to go in and and see that in nature, I think would be so cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And my favorite zoo exhibit, I like penguins. So I like the penguin islands that some zoos have and aquariums. And penguins are pretty cool. (laughs) Penguins look like they're always at a really fancy party. (laughs) Because they're all dressed in time. Because they're all dressed. (laughs) (laughs) And literally. I went to an aquarium a couple years ago, and they have the person who's working there, and she just has her bucket of fish, and she's talking about the penguins, and they're flapping around, and they're eating fish, and asking about their kids in college and stuff. It just, it looks so much fun. I I wanted to become a penguin. You wanted to become a penguin? To become a penguin, yeah, to be one with the penguins. All right, if you ever join Tara's house, and they ask you what you want to do in the future, you can tell them you want to be a penguin. I want to see how that rolls over. Do you know how fast they would kick me out? Yeah, just like, (laughs) like, how did you even get through the interview process? Yeah. So anyway, yeah, we have a podcast to do, so. All right, let's do it.
Alright folks, welcome back to Tourist House, the outsider's look inside Japan's hottest reality show. So come on in, take off those shoes, and let's get started. Well, this evening we'll be covering episodes 19 through 21 of Terrace House, and we are almost at the halfway mark, Felix. Yeah, so this brings us to episode 7 of Tourist House. Exciting. Yeah, it's nice, and I wonder if we'll have some sort of a big halftime blowout spectacular you know, I don't think we have said this yet, but I think in these three episodes, there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, no, we've never said that before, ever, at any point in the show, and we need to get on this right now, because they are jam-packed. So the first thing is that we have a new young boy, don't we? Yeah, Kentaro. Kentaro. You use his name, I use young boy. It's kind of the same thing, right? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's the same thing. I like yeah. this new young boy. He He talks. Period. That's it. He <laughs> that's, it's, that's, it's an upgrade to me. No, you're right. He said more in five minutes than the other kids said in the last 18 episodes. Yeah. So I have pretty high hopes. He's also a bit older, right? He's an old young boy. <laughs> yeah. And not a, a young young boy. So, yeah, we're open for very big things from Kentaro. The hosts really seem to like him, too. They talk about how... Because he talks. Like, I feel like they're like, how can you be a host and not talk and just puff out your goddamn cheeks? Do you think the other kid got fired? No, no. Didn't they say he had, like, another project or something? Yeah, I think you're right. Maybe something about school, I guess, but... Maybe they ran out of marshmallows that they can put into his cheeks. Yeah, probably. They're like, listen, we don't have the... Netflix doesn't have the budget. We can afford all this nice furniture in this set, but we can't (laughs) get a pack of Stay Puft marshmallows. (laughs) To stuff into your cheeks. Yeah. Anyway. Well, either way, later, loser... No, that's mean. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm sorry, young, young boy. Okay, so episode 19. It's just the four of them, right? Just the four of us. We can make it if we try. Just the four of us. You and I and I and I. You like that improv there? Yeah. Yeah, it was good. All right. So, <laughs> all right. We have Uchinori, of course. And the growing Arisa and Arman. And we see them celebrate Christmas in two very different but fitting ways for where they're at in their relationships. So it did open up with this like really nice dinner with Arisa and Arman. I thought, you know, they were both dressed casual but a little bit more than casual. Even though like Arman had a beanie on, like he still brought it together with the rest of his outfit. And I really, really liked his style. It was nice and it was very much him. Yes. You see someone at a restaurant like that, you think probably shouldn't have a hat on, but it really, it worked for him and it was dope. So he was true to himself and his fashion choices. And before we go any further, I do apologize for my congestion, like my, I'm really congested and I might be coughing, but hopefully Jim can keep up with the editing. So I do apologize in advance to our listeners and to Jim. You are partially forgiven. I will not be coughing for our listeners, so you can listen to one non-sick person uh, you're funny. this week. You're very funny. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> speaking of very funny, it switches from the date with Arisa and Arman to Uchinori. And they're just at home, right? Chilling. Yeah, I think they got a pizza, didn't they? Yeah. And I don't know about you, but they've already been an official couple for a couple of weeks or a week or i forget like the timeline of things but like what do you think about like their dynamic because it seems like very awkward and i don't know if it's just them or something else i, I just the way that they awkwardly laugh and like it's uchi's laugh specifically 
and then like Minori responds with like a similar laugh. It it just seems like a very awkward dynamic. It does seem awkward at times, and I think a part of it is them. I think it is just the way that they interact. A part of it is also the cameras because it's hard to I think really yeah I didn't even think yeah I didn't think about that. You know, it's really hard to connect with someone. I think when you have cameras in your face and you're trying to have an intimate moment with someone and there are people just not saying anything, just holding cameras and microphones, it's got to be kind of awkward for them. Yeah, it's, it's thinking about it now that you said that, they could be fine when it's just them, you know, interacting with just regular people or whatever, but to be in this brand new relationship with, with like the whole world to see, obviously there may, that may be an issue. Right. It's hard enough to open yourself up for one person, but to open yourself up for not only a crew of people who work on the show, but whoever's watching this in the rest of the world, like that's that's got to be kind of nerve wracking. Even yeah. if you're normally really relaxed when you're trying to get to know someone in the first stage of a relationship, that doesn't got to be crazy. I don't think I could do that. Yeah. So we see that nice scene at home. It's very fitting for them because they seem to be very much the homebody types and Arisa and Arman are at dinner and after dinner they go see the lights there are these Christmas lights and the illumination yes the illumination it's really pretty it's such a, a perfect holiday scene and we see a little bit of hand-holding going on not not a little bit a no, lot of it a lot of it a lot and of it the the new old boy old young boy <laughs> Was saying that <laughs> he's stating that like on their first date they were holding hands without the fingers intertwined, but this date they oh, had yeah. the fingers intertwined, which yeah. I think does say something. I, I think it does say something. I think so too, because then you really get to know. I mean, if someone has like disgusting webbed hands, you know, oh. you really like it becomes real intimate, doesn't it, Felix? Yeah, it's yes, a good mental it's image, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So they're intertwined walking through the illumination in the Christmas park. And it's very nice. And we see Armand do a little bit of lower back touching, mm-hmm. right, to kind of guide her. And it's a bit risque. I blushed a little bit when I saw that. I mean, it is, you know, that that is the intimate zone, isn't it? It's a danger zone, man. You get there and it's really, that's... The Ke- the Kenny Lodgins. Is that his name? Kenny Lodgins? <laughs> Loggins? 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 Whatever. The guy, the guy did the Top Gun theme. All right, anyway. Lozenges? Kenny? Kenny Lozenges, Kenny Lozenges yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it very much is the danger zone, and we see that, and it didn't seem like she pulled away or anything. It seemed like she was fine with it. It all seems supernatural. Like, it wait, all seems no. supernatural. <laughs> not, not in that sense. Like, oh, very uh, natural. Very yes. natural. Yes. Super space natural. Yeah, there you right? go. Uh-huh. Now, I have to ask you, because toward the end of that scene with the illumination, it looked to me like he tried to go in for a little bit of a kiss, but he was, like, really slick about it. Did you get that sense, too? Yeah, I, I, I kind of I saw the movement, um, but it wasn't as obvious to us. I, I, it was, I saw it a little bit, but it, it didn't really occur to me that it, that was him trying to go in for a kiss. I saw a move. I saw a move. <laughs> like, I didn't know what that move was. It could have been a move to turn toward Tokyo Tower, which is where they ended up. But to me, because it looked like she she really didn't even know that they were going to be leaving yet. 
and he makes a move. He turns sort of inward towards her, but then she turns away. And I was like, was that a rejection or was it just a, let's go to the tower? I couldn't tell. I wasn't sure, but it would make a lot of sense if it was kind of a swerve because the biggest swerve of them all comes up right after. Yes, it does. So they go to the top of Tokyo Tower, which, by the way, is really nice. I was there in January. You really see the entire city, and Tokyo is a gigantic city. If it you've really, never been. yeah, it's huge. Did you go to the second part, like the higher part with the premium? You had to pay like another premium to go on top. When I went, I know we went as high as we could go because I don't, I don't think we did the premium because I know a part of it was closed when we went. Oh, okay. All so right. it might have been like the. It's still Top. cool. Like you still see so much. It's really cool. Did you see uh, uh, Mount Fuji? Yes. You lucky bastard. Yes. Oh, did you miss it? Yeah. So like when I lived there, uh, when I was studying in college, unfortunately, like I went two or three times, and every single time that we went, it was too foggy or too cloudy. So um, woe was Felix. Woe was you. You missed out. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. So we're up there. And Armand just lays it all out. He confesses. He says, look, we've been hanging out for a while. I really like you. Will you be my girlfriend? He doesn't just say, I like you, but he asks her to be his girlfriend. And she isn't too sure before the credits roll. And we've discussed the terrible timing that the, that the opening credits have. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not sure what... Because to me, I think it was supposed to be like a cliffhanger to have like something to draw you in to like after the the credits but i found it comedic because it was obviously her, <laughs> it showed her like her face just had written like brace for it all written like all over and it just has like the dope intro song coming in and just like it was just me just like dancing i'm like oh armand's gonna get screwed and then yeah. yeah, like it's giving you that minute and a half of joy before Arisa just throws him for a loop because he totally, I don't think he's expecting it. No, and what it comes to is that she basically rejects him. And in kind of the worst way possible, I can say, uh, she says that she's super comfortable with him, but just as family, which is big oof. It's on good, and she says, also, he's kind of like a brother. Yeah. And it's confusing because, listen, when you're getting to know someone, you don't really know exactly how you feel about them. That's why you hang out with them and you spend time with them, right? You get to know them. But I think to hold hands and say, oh, just kidding, you're more like a brother, that That's... That, that, that was very odd to me. Yeah. And I, I do feel for Armand there. Yeah, I feel like we can keep repeating and repeating it, but, like, that's just – I just want to drive it home that, like – the biggest issue was is the fact that they were holding hands. That's I don't think it's a cultural thing because everybody else, including the host, were thrown for a loop. It's it's confusing. So do you think she was wrong? Do you think she acted inappropriately given what she told him at the top of the tower? I don't think I mean, I don't know. This is kind of it's going to be tightrope walking kind of with this. But I, I, I don't think she went about it the right way. So I don't want to say she's wrong, but I will say that she didn't go about it the right way. Because as comfortable as they are together, I feel that like she needs to be as true to Armand as possible because it's obvious that uh, he likes her. 
I don't think there's any way, like, if ands, or buts about it, right? No, no way. It's very apparent to everybody. And to do that, I, I don't know, it just seems it just seems a little bit off. It's very misleading, I will say that. I'm with you. I really, I, I can't add anything else. I, I would love to know her thought process behind, we do these things, we hold hands a lot, he touched the danger zone. Yeah, we, we, we get kind of a half asked answer from her from later in in the scenes because like after after the day after right or no the night of it was the night of oh where he goes into the Japanese <laughs> and wakes up Uchi <laughs> like, are you, he's just holding two drinks he's like Uchi you awake <laughs> like, it's like obviously no he's not but it was sad because you know he needed to talk to Uchi you know that someone yeah, just got rejected was, needs yeah, company there, there was no third person anymore right so he wakes Uchi up, who's who's not super happy. He's not super into it. You can see he just gets a glass of water as opposed to drinking alcohol with Armand. Yeah. And Armand lets him know about what happened. And Uchi is really surprised as well. And it's just it's it's all it, it's all to like to long story short, it all comes back down to the holding of hands. And uh, Uchi takes it upon himself to go into the girls' room, um, where Minori and Arisa are talking. And I forget if this was pre or post Uchi coming in, but Arisa said something that, that made it even more confusing. And when she said this, she she said, maybe it is easier to hold hands since I don't really have feelings for him. But it was more of a question, like she wasn't sure. But I didn't like that. No, I didn't like that either. I, I it, it had to have come... What we find out later, which we will talk about later, is that a lot of her thoughts were jumbled at the time. Because I think it just... Her, she was trying to process a million things per second and i think that may have had her like thought process like all jumbled up and i just i just really want to believe that she didn't believe that or, or that's not what she truly was doing i don't think she was intentionally trying to be misleading or hurt him because feelings are very complicated you yes. don't know it it takes time for you to understand yourself and how you you truly feel about a person but the hand-holding thing to say that specifically that just seems like you're not even thinking about the other person at all and while you always have to look out for yourself i think you look out for yourself first and foremost right you can't let yourself on a fire to keep someone else warm is a saying that i love this just it it really it seemed almost cold because to many people hand-holding is a sign of affection. And for her to say, well, I didn't really know, so it was fine to just do it because it didn't really matter anyway. I just didn't like that from her. Yeah. It was upsetting. I feel like this is a very sensitive topic of friend zone, which I've said in the past I do not believe in. It's just a very sensitive topic, especially all with leading on. Do you think she was leading him on at all? I don't think she was because... I think it comes down again to the feelings. And if you get to know someone, you don't know if it's someone who who you have the potential to be attracted to. If they're someone that you maybe could see yourself with. If there's any sort of a chance for a romantic connection. Yeah. You get to know them. And maybe you decide, hey, this isn't really for me. We're just better off as friends. Or maybe they do something and you say, hey, we're better off just not even being friends, right? Many different things come into play here. So I think she was still trying to figure out how she felt about him. The hand-holding thing is the biggest thing. So I don't necessarily, I'm I'm not a friend zone guy either. 
But I also don't think that that really comes into play here. I think it was just her maybe needing to set some clearer boundaries and maybe not do certain things before she figured out how she truly felt. And also maybe incorporating a little bit of common sense into there, thinking, well, he must really like me if he's trying to hold my hand as much as he is. If I don't want to escalate things with him, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. I think he would definitely would have picked up on it if, if she would have just kind of pulled back her hand. Like, I think, you know, Armand doesn't seem like the type of sleazeball to kind of push, you know, push it. Right. And not only do I think is he not a sleazeball, but I also think, unlike other men that we've dealt with in the past, like a certain he who must not be named, I think he would be good at picking up on those clues and he wouldn't try to push it and... Maybe they wouldn't even need to have a conversation because if 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 you maybe try to put your arm around someone and they pull away, don't do it again. Even yes. if you to you, if all the signs were there, just don't do it. Just don't do it again. And then maybe if you're really not sure, have a conversation about it. Yeah, put just put it all out there. So <laughs> it brings us to the next morning, which was not a very good look for Arisa. Mm-mm. But she ends up trying to find Armand and. Like he, he's still sleeping. It's like late morning, and she kind of she not kind of she walks into the room and just tries to wake him up to talk. Then the morning after, and he just says no. <laughs> it's not a good time right now, and that, that's that. And I'm not gonna lie. I all right. I know that wasn't a good look for Adisa, but I didn't think. I I thought a little bit that it was kind of immature of Armand because I thought they could talk it out right there, but it is the morning after there. Like no space was given. You got to let the boy go. You got to let him sleep when he's ready. If he's ready, he will come in the living room. He'll go in the playroom. He'll go in the kitchen. He has to eat breakfast at some point, right? Whenever he wakes up, he'll come talk to you about it because he seems like pretty reasonable. Trying to wake him up. doesn't seem like the way to go. Yeah. Just let him go. And even if she really wanted to clear the air and explain her true position, you don't go wake him up. He's probably up drinking. You know, I'm sure once Uchi went back to bed, I'm sure he had a couple more. And and even if he didn't, you know, people need their space sometimes. So let the boy sleep and he'll come to you when he's ready. Which brings us to later in that day. They're all cleaning up. It's like a cleaning day for everybody. It, it eventually comes to Uchi trying pulling uh, Minori away to go clean up the Japanese style rooms to give uh, Armand and Arisa some t- time alone to talk, and this is where Armand scored huge points with me. He just basically said he was the one to approach and say, "I'm sorry about this morning. I just it wasn't a good time. I just I was pretending to be asleep because I just didn't want to talk to you, but let's talk now." And that was the day. That's later that day. So you know, big. Big ups to, to Armand for that. I, I really, being an adult about it, I, I really I really did like that. We've seen him confront things head on before, and this is no exception. Yes. And I'm sure it was kind of painful for him to talk about. So they were able to talk, and I said, look, I enjoy spending time with you. I like hanging out with you, but I don't really think I'm ready for a relationship. Which is what I was saying. Like That, that is probably how she wanted to, it should have came out, but it came out completely different and jumbled that's what i was trying to say earlier and i think even for armand just to very quickly go back to how this whole thing started when he asked her to be his girlfriend 
That might be a bit much for some people. And this might be a cultural thing, I don't know. But I haven't really asked a girl to be my girlfriend since, like, middle school. And I think for some people, maybe that, that word is very heavy. And I think you can begin to date with someone without explicitly asking to date or to be your girlfriend. You know, you need to be explicit with a lot of other things, obviously. But that one thing, like to ask someone to be your girlfriend, that's, I don't know how common that is. At least it's not common for me at all. I think it just varies between cultures. It could, yeah. So things seem to be pretty good for them or between them at this point. And it's been four, but we got two more. Yes. So we got the uh, the new stylish dude, Hikaru Ota, 18 years old. 18. He looks like he's 29. And his voice sounds like he's 45. Yeah. So what did you get? What were your impressions of Hikaru? Honestly, he is incredibly handsome. That that was the first thing I <laughs> thought of when I saw him. I was like, hmm. Okay. Uh, moving on, huh? Uh, Mizuki who? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, he's definitely very attractive. So Hikaru comes in, and he's a real cool guy, very stylish, as you said. And then we get Natsumi, who Wait, is before, the... Wait, before we go, real quick. Yeah. He's half Italian, half Japanese. Oh, yeah, they bring that up. And of who, course. And he also grew up in Brazil, so... To which Armand asks, why are you from Brazil? <laughs> That's, That's just crazy. like, why yeah, are you just... the way you are? It's like... <laughs> So why'd you, why'd you, why were you born there? Like, what, what, what's your deal? Yeah, what a question. It's like, yeah, so, of all places, right? Yeah. After that, shortly after, we enter Natsumi Saito, uh, 26, yes. from Osaka. Also a model. Yeah, Jim, you must be ecstatic. She's so. also a model. Listen, it's fine, it's fine. Okay, They're okay, fine. Okay, all right, They're all right, right I'm stopping, I'm stopping, I'm stopping. Okay, <sighs> all right. Jeez. All right. <laughs> she's fine, she seems very nice. Yeah, um, she does, She and, she and she's great. from Osaka, which... I think is super cool her accent. Yeah. And I it's it's really nice like hearing her speak with her Osaka dialect. So it's pretty cool. Uh, twang, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like as you can notice it's it's as much as you can notice as like a, a southern twang in English. Um and she has a really nice smile. A yeah, entrancing smile. Yes. So. She's very pretty. She's no Hikaru, but she's very pretty. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um okay, so we see them and that leads us right into the next episode, episode twenty. Yes. So at the start of this episode, we know that Uchi, or we see that Uchi and Arisa meet Hikaru and Natsumi. So they're all talking in the kitchen, and Hikaru's talking about what he does. So we, we mentioned he's a model, and he's also a part time construction worker. But most important to him is he is an actor, and he says he wants to be at the top of the acting business. Yeah, he wants to take it all the way to the top, as he puts it. Yeah, and then Natsumi also says that she wants to be a very good actress as well. So they have that in common, so maybe there's something there. We'll see. Um, something that Hikaru does, we talked about how mature, or maybe not mature, but how, how much older he seemed mm-hmm. for his age. So he's only he, he seems like super smooth, and he always dates up, as he puts it. Yeah, he dated a 30, she 37 or 38 when he was 17. Yeah, and he right? said he's willing to go maybe. all the way up to, I think, 45. Yeah, which is it's a very considerably specific, older. Yeah, and it's also a very specific like line to draw. Well, it's like the mid-40s thing. So do you think, think if he turns 19, it goes up to 46? It's a sliding scale, yeah. yeah. And he could do it. He could definitely do it. He definitely could. So in what I thought was kind of a funny sort of show of age, he talks about how accents are hot. And 
it's not even what he says, it's the way that he says it. Because he says, oh, your accent, oh, they're so hot. It's like when a girl asks if I can help her with something, oh, man. And he just, it has a frat bro-y vibe to me. He definitely did that, like, like oh, yeah. Like, he definitely did that like, yeah. bro, frat bro, like an America equivalent in Japanese in front of everybody. It wasn't a good look. I think it was him trying to be smooth, but to older folk like us would you know didn't seem that smooth so that was a funny little scene there but they all get to know each other and hopefully there are are good things to come from the six of them um interacting so we see uchinori just a really quick scene at dinner they have nice dinner banter which is i mean for me one of the first times that we've really seen them be natural or at least what we would say natural Mm -hmm. And obviously it's not their natural, but I did like it just kind of talking about not a whole lot in particular, but it's a very sort of nice scene that I just wanted to point out quickly. But what is of interest is we see Natsumi and Arman go into the game room and they talk a little bit. They bond over drinking, which seems to be a a very, very common thing over there. Mm -hmm. And they talk about how they like beaches and Natsumi takes the initiative and asks him if he wants to go to a beach, and Armand is totally down for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not only that, eventually other places too, but that seems to be the opener. Right. So did you think with the way that she was, because we noticed, even when Natsumi came into the house at the end of episode 19, do you think there is a possible romantic connection there, or do you think it's her trying to be friendly and get I think the it's the equivalent better? to Uchi, Uchi Week. Okay. I don't think that she is particularly interested in Armand in that sense, but she, she, it's kind of like she won't know until she until they go out. So she's testing the waters. I'm really curious to see because it seems that this fits in well with her personality, but in my heart, I hope that she has a big old crush on him and hopefully they can have a nice time at the beach when they eventually go, And but we'll, we'll have to see what happens there. Uh, meanwhile, in the living room... Uchi seems to be really trying to get Hikaru and Arisa together. He's asking these super leading questions, which I I thought was pretty funny. Not disrespectful, because Armand and Arisa, as far as I'm concerned, they're they're kind of done. It did, like I don't really have a sense that they'll be able to. Again, it, it comes up later, but I feel like she's still working out her her stuff with the with her brand, and 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 I I feel like to me. If and if anything, if it starts all coming together finally, then there might be a chance for them. I still think I really like their the, their interactions and their dynamic together. I really do like it. It was nice, but I just I really got the sense because isn't it in this episode too that they also say they haven't really been texting as much? I think they texted but each other a happy new thing, year. Here's and another thing it. for Armand though. He was saying that he was giving them space, or giving her space, which I thought was a good look because like. She said she was busy, so you know I'm just I was I was always the one taking the initiative. So this time I'm gonna let I'm gonna back off a bit to give her space, and then if she wants to hang out, she'll come to me. Okay, that doesn't just, mean it's over. Like yeah, I know. He said like it comes up. I I'm not sure when, but within these three episodes, like she works until mid almost midnight every night. So yeah, so he's hanging in there. He's a trooper, and we'll see if it ends up working out for him. So. During all this, it seems Natsumi brings up really quickly to have her her own assumptions on Uchinori and how they interact. 
because she doesn't believe that they are a normal couple, quote unquote. And to come out and say that, how long has it been for her? She doesn't really know what they're like one-on-one, at least when she first says it, because later on she does ask what it's like when they're together, just the, just just Uchinori, and Minori says it's kind of like the same thing. But she's very, she's taking her standards, and she's not allowing anything to be different in relation to her standards. She, to her, this is how a relationship should be, and if you're not doing that, then you're wrong, or why aren't you doing that? We're getting, a, like, a real taste of Natsumi, of, like, how her personality is. And I'm not sure if this is a good thing or a bad thing. It may seem like a bad thing on the surface, but from an audience standpoint, it might shake up things in a good way. I love Natsumi. I actually do, too. I, I really do. At first, I was just like, whoa, where did she come off? And like, But at the very end of 21, I end up, affirming you know that i do like her a lot but at first she's kind of like kurumi on meth because she has these crazy just the back and forth with specifically with uchinori it's like interrogation questions it's wild yeah whereas kurumi was more they're both the same level of directness yes but like kurumi had the intentions of moving along the relationship natsumi was just questioning the existence of the relationship Right. It was almost like she was bored and she thought, well, okay, here's something I can nitpick. How come you two were dating? Why Why are you still dating? How come you're not sitting in his lap right now? I mean, that that's, that's the idea that I felt like she was trying to convey. And it was very strange and pretty intrusive. But as you said, it's entertaining and I love her. At this point, I'm at this point, though, where we're at right now discussing, I do not. I think no. it's very rude. It's very... Her questioning seems very pugnacious and it's it's very it's way too forward it's like even more forward than tap was initially and i i just it, it rubbed off on me like in a in, in a bad way right and bringing up tap again i mentioned kurumi and the parallels i drew between natsumi and kurumi i think the thing that tap and kurumi had in common was you got a sense that they were they were asking these questions for the betterment of yes. the person on the receiving yes. end. Yeah. Not to me, it just, again, it seems like a game to her. It's just, she's bored, she's in this house, what's going on? Oh, you two? Uh, and that's what it is. So and she always, it's after, not after every question, she has that, like, that smile. And I, it, it just seemed very, like she was looking down on them. At this point, I'm not really, like, messing with Natsumi. Or Natsum, okay. as they, I think they eventually, her, her nickname comes out. Not Chan, yes. Yeah, so it's, yeah, I'm just not really, uh, really fond of her at this point. Yeah, at this point, it's really funny because we see specifically Natsumi and Minori. Natsumi, she doesn't really question Uchi a, a whole lot. It's definitely more directed toward Minori. Yeah, it seems, it, it really is just the two of them, huh? Yeah. Maybe it's just her way of trying to connect and just trying to start conversation. I guess so, but it's really... Oh, it's very... It's intrusive, yeah, it just, but... yeah, Yeah, very intrusive. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, I love it, but it's intrusive. And so this is... So we see the start of a potential... Not even a rivalry, but just sort of a of a battle here with these two very different people. And the episode ends on what what I thought was, a, was an interesting note. We see Hikaru and Arman talking in the living room. 
and they're talking about Arisa, right? Because Arisa comes home from work and they're talking a little bit and Hikaru says, oh, she's really cute. And Armand yeah. goes, yeah. And then there's a bit of an awkward pause because I think they both know where this is going, right? And Armand says, listen, if you still like her after a week, you should just go after her and it's fine. Which I always am very fascinated when they... It's almost like, they, like they're giving someone permission which I have very mixed feelings about. Same, I really, I do too. It's, 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 it's. They're talking about these like women and the, the like relationships as like game. Yeah, I think yeah, that's a good way to put it. Not only a game, but as a possession. I think plain and simple because you can look I, at I, it. I, I and I didn't mean like a video game. I meant game as in like hunting deer or like a duck or you know what I mean. I, it it seems like it's a hunt or a chase. Right, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. The angle that I take is more of from a possessive position because it's almost that they're saying, if I'm done with her, then you can go for her. But she wasn't yours to begin with, and it's... Yeah, that's like a super watered-down version of what he said, but I, I, I do agree. Yeah, that is that is how it comes off. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of strange when Armand says that, and... Hikaru says, if there's still a possibility of something happening, then you should keep on pursuing. And Armand says, yeah, I might. But then just as fast, Hikaru says, yeah, usually I don't care about other guys when I'm trying to pursue. Just so you know, I'm going to go for it, and that's it. And really, not super tense, but you definitely know that Hikaru is the kind to not care about a friend maybe liking a girl that he's also interested in, he's just going to go for it. it. It just seems, it, like you said, it, it was sending mixed signals for me. Yeah, it was weird. So, yeah, we get into the next episode. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is, uh, there's a lot here. There's a lot to unpack. Yeah. So we start off with some of the housemates in the living room, and they're hanging out, and Natsumi comes in. Yeah, back from from like a photo shoot in China, I believe. Yes, and she says she's like she's she's hanging out and living with with everybody, um, and she's like I'm gonna go get water. Heads into the kitchen and sees that it is a mess. I'm with Natsumi on this because that shit was super dirty. Yeah, the udon in the bowl that really the other things were tolerable, but that was bad. <laughs> what? It was like, like the point of like where you like where you have to put bowls and stuff like on the countertop. That should be a signal for you to like, hey, maybe we should fucking clean up. Yeah. The other things were fine to me, but the udon in the bowl was, and it was that single long noodle. It was disgusting. (laughs) And and it was so old. (laughs) Yeah. It was in the broth and that was disgusting. And she comes out and she has a great way of phrasing things, which is why I really like her, even if she's very abrasive. But it's never a command from her. She has a very domineering personality, but she doesn't speak if you just take her at face value. Right now, you're dancing on the line of, I see what you're trying to get at with her, but I, to me, it seems passive-aggressive. Oh, no, 100%. I mean, okay, that's what right. I have written down. No, and it's her tone isn't even that aggressive, but just the words that she's saying, it, you there's no other way to interpret that. It's... Well, it's almost like if you say to someone, oh, isn't it hard being so ugly, right? Yeah, You're not yeah. calling them ugly, but you know exactly what is meant. 
by that yes. sort of a question. And that's all that she has done so far. She did it when she was questioning Minori about her relationship about Uchinori. And she does it and she spurs the boys into immediate action to do the dishes. And she says, oh, it's so commendable. Yeah, yeah. And you can, <laughs> and you can see, like, though, it's, it's really nice to see, like, the relationship between Uchi and uh, Arman. You can tell how close they are. Because yes. he's like, you know, Armand's like joking. He's like, uh, it doesn't only take one person to wash the dishes. And he's like, no, of course I'll help. So I really liked that little banter. Yeah. But it doesn't stop there with her wrath. Not to me, not Chan's wrath. No, it doesn't. And she, so that leaves just not, not Chan and Minori in the living room. And you can tell just like pro- you could just probably just see like the fire building up between the two of them because bad. yeah eventually the question comes up of like why are you here why yeah. did you come to Tara's house and then why are you still here is which is the question that we get into and the and she does this passive aggressive thing again of how jim just explained it it's just like she says if i was home all day i would wonder what i'm doing here so that's like that's like a triple combo that's like a like 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 in like marvel versus capcom we just hit him with a, like a, a combo because one she's saying that you stay here and do nothing all day two why are you here three like what's the deal with your relationship like it's it's like this like this combo that just like minority you just feel so attacked which she should because i feel like that was pretty much an attack and she is. I don't think it's ambiguous at all. And it's unfortunate because we don't see her act this way with anyone else. No, and that's I'm just at least where up, do you get up all? to this like, point. It, it, I don't it, as much as I do like not Chan, like which we'll get to at the very, very end, I just I you're going about it the re, like the worst way possible. It's weird. And we see her for a for a contrast, we see her with Armon. And even going back to when they first really spoke, the two of them, in the playroom, and then we see them go on this date, and they had a pretty nice date, and they went out to eat, and they were talking about Arisa, and and Armand let her know that he still likes her. So uh, before we, I I just want to note, well, before we move on from this, Natsumi kept asking Armand a bunch of questions about the Arisa thing. Yeah. While they were eating, like, just kept asking and asking a bunch of questions, as she did with Minori. Like, asking, asking a bunch of questions. I just want people to keep that in mind before we move. So we saw Natsumi have a good time with Arman, and it was a fun date that they had. Date, whatever you want to call it. But, again, going back to Minori, because we see an outing. Yeah, that's a good word, an outing. And we see that a lot of these really poignant questions are directed toward Minori. And I couldn't help but think a lot about the dynamic between Minori and Natsumi throughout this episode and parts of last episode, too. So, in terms of one versus the other, do you think this is all on Natsumi, or, or do you think Minori has a little bit of blame in this? Do you think there's any blame to put on to either of them, or what are your thoughts on that? So, just to kind of, like, wrap things up, I'm just going to, like, mention, like, I'm just going to wrap up the rest of the episode, too, so I'm going to talk about the end also, um, to answer your question. Okay. I feel like both are at fault. One, it's on, it's on not 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 to me's part because this is not a way that you should be approaching a conversation with a new housemate if you, and especially if you're trying to make a friend which it seems 
that she wants to have, especially at the end of the episode. And I, I feel like, you know, she's way too her. She's, she's going about it the wrong way. She's warding it incorrectly. It seems to be a little bit more, more on Minori also, because even though as abrupt and as mean or rude, Natsumi's coming off, she does have some kind of point as I've always been commenting about going back to the beginning of the episode and also previous episodes of Taurus House, their relationship or their dynamic Uchinori is is kind of odd to me also. But never would I just approach and be like, yeah, why are you guys like that? Like, you guys actually, I would never say that. But I feel like Minori, without maybe being blinded by anger or, you know, or just wanting to just uh, reply back in a, like a very uh, offensive way, to just kind of take in the information of why she's saying these type of things. So you're saying that you think Minori could benefit from being more direct toward Natsumi. Yes. Yes, exactly. Thank you. I could have just shortened all that to that. Yeah. You're good. You're good. Um, For me, this is really, well, first of all, I agree. I think that both of them have a part in this issue. It's not, all on Natsumi, even though I think most of it. Yeah, I, I also is on yeah Natsumi. yeah I I want to say if if I had to give like a percentage wise, it's probably like seventy thirty. Yeah, and with Minori, we've seen it before with her and Uchi. She doesn't really like to talk about serious things. She said that she is fine doing nothing, and I think this really we really have a good sense for how she is and how she handles certain issues in terms of her relationships, both with other people and in a romantic sense and with Natsumi it's very odd because she seemed to clam up a little bit and I think that maybe confused at best or angered Natsumi at worst when she was when she started with her leading questions yes. about their relationship and for me there are people who, who you have met I know you've met and you just don't really like them and it might be hard to pinpoint why, but there might just be something about them, maybe a look or a something, and they kind of like yeah, rub you the wrong way. Yeah, it just might take more time, like hanging out with said person, or or just like taking a minute for a moment for yourself to figure it out. And I think maybe that's what's happening with them, and they're so different. And I think maybe that frustrates Natsumi a little bit because, in terms of being super direct, I mean, I used to be Natsumi. I used to be very direct and I didn't get it when people would get frustrated with me or not respond in a way that I thought they should, you know, Mm. I was definitely a bit of an asshole and I realized, you know, sometimes, you know, thanks mom, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Yeah. And with Natsumi, well, a part of her, I think, was also what she was saying. But <laughs> it's her tone. So for her, right, that's not her only problem. That's that's just a small part of some of the issues that she's been having so far. But I think it's that. So she she started it, and Minori isn't really helping. Be, and again, only like in the context of Natsumi probably not liking people who sort of dance around issues or what she, she deems to be serious issues. And then angers because Minori isn't giving her straight answers or engaging with her in the way that she wants her to. Yeah. You know, but Minori, again, if she were able, I think, to directly confront her and say, why do you care so much? Stop asking me these questions. Yes, that's Maybe what I mean. Maybe like, then that would, you know, <clears throat> settle it. She, so. she, Minori was just, a, she wasn't addressing the real issue of, like, why are you asking these questions and, and, like, diving into that. Like, she was just 
basically punching at her punches as you as you know you would say like and it wasn't like the way to go about it yeah and yeah i i want to mention more because like you know just to to quickly recap there was like kind of a fight that broke out um at the dinner table while they were make while armand was making a poke bowl for arisa and i feel like a lot of parties stepped out of line and and everybody intruded where they weren't supposed to be in these relationships, no matter how close these people were. So to quickly recap, Uchi pull, sees that Natsumi and Arman are making the Poke Bowl and also eating it. Uchi says, just basically assumes rather than like just recapping the whole thing, assumes that like well you shouldn't you should just be making that for Arisa just yourself. And then because he pulled uh, Armand out. Natsumi felt kind of attacked and like it was just Minori in there and so then they like Minori just trying to strike up regular conversation rather just being awkward says what did you guys do today and like she was like oh we went to a date Minori seemed surprised and and it was just a lot of eh eh nani nani like like you know like why and like all like it just a lot of like filler because I hate that filler it was just so much filler because like they no nobody was getting to the point nobody was being direct enough and so it just blew up into this just blew out of proportion because people were like sticking their nose where it shouldn't have been i really think like uchi shouldn't have like cared that like natsumi was helping with arisa's dinner that like armand was supposed to be making even though it was it was their suggestion I, i'll give him that it was yeah. originally but but he calls him out and I, at the I, most awkward I spot, don't like, like it. yeah, it's like terrible. You're, you're doing it in public with like everybody else in the house. Like that's not address this later. Don't do this in front of me because like, can you imagine how Natsumi felt? Well, you see how Natsumi felt. She was like, oh, sh-, like she said, how scary. And yeah, because like, it's like weird. They're obviously talking about me. Like that's how what she was thinking. And then I feel like she redirected that anger towards Minori, which she shouldn't have had. Right, the way that she was talking to Minori about it, she made it seem like Minori and Uchi had this, I'm sorry, that Uchi Nori had this plan to go in yes, and disrupt yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. Because she, and she definitely thought that. She was like, you both came in here and we, and we said, are cooking. And she blamed Minori for it as well. Yeah, she said though, like you were asking me all these questions about our, 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 us going out. And here's what I wanted to say earlier is that like, she shouldn't have been so mad about how many questions she was asking. I think Minori was generally just trying to have a conversation. Like, that's how you have a conversation. You had a day, so I want to hear about it. So what about this? I don't want to just sit there while you just come up with the story. I, to seem engaging, you ask questions about the story. And even if she had an issue with the questions, doesn't she, it's like pot, meat, kettle. Doesn't she realize how many questions she has asked Minori? And when she gets asked these questions... And that's just... She asks questions for everybody. Like, not just Minori, but, like, how I was saying with the date, um, or, I'm sorry, the outing with Armand and, and Natsumi, she kept asking about Arisa. Like, she kept, she was like, what percentage? Oh, like, do you like her? And, like, all that, sh- like, all that extra shit. Like, okay, that's who you are, but how can you get mad at somebody who is asking you questions about your outing? It's ridiculous. So this all comes to a head because then they write on the chalkboard, let's have a house meeting. And it's all six of them. And Hikaru couldn't care less. He was laughing at times. He was trying to input some stuff, but he couldn't, like, get his two cents in because, like, I felt like as soon as he, like, tries to go in, 
either Uchi or Natsumi like came up and just was just like well and like and just like kind of like completely just like disregard whatever he just said. Well, it seemed to me like he didn't even care enough to really have that much to say. Like he didn't. Well, he did say like try to say something though. He yeah, did try to say. But... He was just like, "This is all a misunderstanding, right?" And then they yeah. were like, "Just like the most like... generic stuff." But he was barely there, and he there were times where I swore that I saw him kind of laughing about it. Like he he was covering his mouth with his hand. That that was funny, but. It's basically Uchi versus Natsumi. And Uchi says, well, you shouldn't have done that. You know, you, like, attack Minori. Right, that 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 comes out. He calls her out for attacking Minori. And Natsumi says, I don't know why this is happening. You're all ganging up on me. And then Armand steps in and tries to be the mediator. And you think maybe he's going to get through. But then Natsumi says, and I, I really like this from her. She says, if you try to smooth things over nothing gets resolved and i'm just like yes th- she's exactly right i really i really did like it because like if you just brush it off and just try to just try to like continue living all happily then it then you're with this these relationships that you're building in this house which is very important to other people too like as in the audience is just all superficial so where you know where's nothing's genuine and yeah. i really really liked that I, I was super into that. That's at that point I was just like, all right, Natsumi. Like I'm I'm like team Natsumi now, team Nacha. Yeah, she's great. And while she's abrasive and she's a bit blunt. more direct than they would like her. Yeah, she's very blunt. I think we might see things change for the better. Maybe not in the next three episodes, but at some point. I can see this is a good starting point for the entire house onto something like good. I think it's the first real serious conflict that they've had, and they like, can grow yeah, from this. Yeah, like not just like, oh, you know, does does she like me or does he like me? No, this is like a serious like issue, right? And I really liked it. Like, I'm really pumped to to like for the next uh, next couple episodes. Yeah, me too. All right, so that brings us to our ending segment where we uh, where we pick an MVP slash MVL. Um, the standing for most valuable person slash loser, uh, if we so see so fit. Uh, Jim, do you want to start off this week? Yeah. Well, speaking honestly, no one deserves MVP for me this week. Some people shine in different ways, but no one really stood out for me. So my MVL, I had some different choices here, but I went with Uchi because he didn't he didn't do a whole lot of good. He was trying to play weird matchmaker, which is fine, but he knows that Armand still likes Arisa. He was mixing it up, like how he sent Natsumi down with Armand to check out the playroom, and then was saying like, "Oh, like he caught it to Arisa. Like, how can you play matchmaker like between them? But also, you were the one suggesting like Armand and Arisa. So like." I don't like really get I didn't really get his thought process. It was odd. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. But the biggest thing for me is at the end of twenty one, he really he crashed and burned hard because he gives a shit about things that he should not care about. Why does he pull Armand away? Why does he care about what's happening? Why does he care about what Natsumi's intentions are and 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 assuming that she might like Armand. So what if she does? Things yeah. happen. He needs to remove himself from the situation. He was being extremely nosy he was fighting the fights and that he aggravating. Yeah, what, why? He just he needed to just mind his own business, and that's it. Yeah, like why? What you should have? He should have just been more concerned 
his main fighting point should have been like why are you attacking minori that's that's really all he like that's all that was the only thing that was in his court that he he had like fair game yeah, and even but, that's a bit iffy because this is something, and I hope we see Minoti really grow as a person and be able to confront people and to stand up for herself in a more direct way. That That's what I would like to see from her. So I picked an MVP. Okay. Uh, I didn't pick an MVL, but I mean, now I, I agree with you about Uchi, so I will double that. I won't repeat anything else. MVP, I said Armand. I really liked um, how, like, the day after, how... He, he's like, you know, I apologize for being, you know, saying I didn't want to talk. I was actually faking it just because I didn't want to, I didn't want to confront you. And then he eventually did confront and he owned up to it even after being not dunked, but rejected. So, and he was still in good spirits. So yeah, he had some is, shiny moments. Yes. So that is why I picked him as an MVP. Very cool. All right. To finish up, uh, I'm just going to start plugging our social media stuff again real quick. If you haven't already, please subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app. You can find us on iTunes and now Spotify, which is awesome. You just search Tourist House. We did it. We definitely did. We we definitely made it. Uh, on our main website through Simplecast, so that's touristhouse.simplecast.fm, Frank Mary. You can find all our social media links, which I am sorry, I'm still working on. But probably by the time this episode, everything will be uh, um, posted up. So you can find our Twitter and our Facebook, which we'll start using for our launch stuff. Uh, So please go on there and check it out. Last but not least, please, please, uh, since we're now on iTunes and Spotify, we're kind of, we're actually getting some exposure. Uh, You can definitely help out by two things one if you if you really like our show if you enjoy it or if you just want to give us genuine feedback you can either you know just message us on reddit or whatever but also uh review us on itunes that definitely helps out and if you have friends who are fans of the show or not friends uh fans of terrace house yet uh you can suggest Taurus house to them and i think it's a really good aid for people who haven't watched it yet so they can watch along with us too Alright folks, you've just listened to episode 7 of Tourist House. We covered episodes 19 through 21 of Terrace House. Now next week will be our 8th episode, but we're going to do, we are going to do a bit of a halftime spectacular. (laughs) Yay. And we're going to cover, we're only going to cover episodes 22 and 23 of Boys and Girls in the City, but we're also going to devote time to any listener questions that you might have. Yeah, I think that's going to be super, super fun. We've had people suggest it before uh, as, uh, as feedback, and we both really liked that idea. So please send your questions to our Gmail, which is welcome to tourist house at gmail.com. I know it's long, but it's all one word. Welcome to tourist house at gmail.com. Send us your questions and um, hopefully we can get to all of them. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, this is Jim. This is Felix. Take care, everyone. Peace. Peace.